I've been training like this for three or four years now. Um, I, you know, so it, I know it's kind of bro sciencey, but I think, you know, getting really strong and getting really good at all those compound movements kind of has, it gives you like a density that you wouldn't have otherwise. What's up guys. Welcome back to blood, sweat and gear. Of course, I'm Scott McNally and I'm here with Andrew Berry. We are joined by Mr. USA, Stu Sutherland, also known as Beef Stew. You guys probably all know him as Beef Stew, so we'll just call him Beef Stew, I guess. What's up, man? How you doing? Good. I just got back from the gym. I'm glad to be on. Um, I've been watching you guys' show for a long time now. You know, there's a lot of bodybuilding podcasts out there, and uh, a lot of them don't really talk about bodybuilding, you know? <laughs> but you guys are consistently, like, you actually, you know, you can learn shit on here. I, I've always enjoyed it. I'm kind of bumped Skip is in here. I uh, I wanted to I wanted to chat with him, but he's watching. He's he well, he decided not to. Oh, he, he is. Yeah, he had some stuff going on, so at the last minute he bailed on us. I think it was his menstrual cycle or something. Skip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you know men can have periods too? I've got sound effects I can add in, hey. like a. <laughs> so anyway, um. Andrew sent me over. We got a bunch of pictures, man. You looked incredible, by the way. I feel like we should probably, you know, I want to talk to you about the show, number one. And I want to talk to you about, you know, like, first of all, man, I mean, what did you weigh for uh, USA? Um, when I was on stage, I was about 246. And I'm about five foot eight for okay. context. So I was one of the shorter guys in the class. Me and Brandon were like, he, he got second, Brandon Barrow. Um, we were right around the same height, right around the same weight. So we were really neck and neck. But uh, yeah, I was one of the, the midget supers. <laughs> it's a great yeah. thing to be, dude, because you look even more muscular. Yeah, this is an incredible shot right here. That was a Tampa. Oh, no, not the Tampa oh, one. Shit. No, I don't yeah, know. No, no. <laughs> well, because how much did you weigh at Tampa? You were like five pounds heavier, right? Here's the USA. No, no, I was about the same weight actually. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, I yeah. honestly, uh, I didn't look, I didn't weigh anything different. I rolling into Tampa. I thought it was going to be a little bit better, honestly, but I, I screwed some stuff up at the last minute. Um, I, I didn't salt my food enough, and I just like prejudging. I just couldn't get a pump. Nothing. No was kidding. Going. Um, so I, 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 I could look kind of flat and soft and bad combo. I fixed it by the night show, fortunately, but too late. Plus, I'll tell you this because I was there in the audience. The, um, mm -hmm. the the lighting and the way your skin tan looked, it doesn't do you as much justice as you looked in person. Like, because you got seventh place, and it was a pretty good lineup. It was what thirteen, fifteen guys in the lineup, I think. Yeah, fifteen or sixteen, I think. Yeah, fifteen or sixteen, which you know you're better than half the pack. And and I thought the decision was more than fair with you being in that grouping. So, um, yeah, yeah, I thought, you know, so I thought it looked I, awesome. Yeah, so maybe I you were, maybe you weren't quite as yeah. hard here, but I mean that's still an incredible shot right there. Yeah, you know? yeah. I just didn't have like the same kind of pop, you know. Um, I can you imagine you being your first pro show how that would be like disappointing because you just did so well. But does that light a fire under you for next time? Because I bet like that's oh yeah, you know, we're always learning, it was, right? It was irritating, man. I was I was I was there as a tourist as much as anything. Like you, I, I met Andrew there for the first time. Um, you remember how like excited I was? I was in such a yeah. Good you were, dude. You were definitely game. like you're taking it all in. Like watching, you're like, 
is yeah. almost like, hey, dude, you're going to be up there tomorrow. You know, and I think <laughs> in your mind, you didn't even realize that. You know what I mean? It didn't click yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was uh, I had a lot of fun. I got to meet a lot of people that have been watching for ever. You know, yeah. I got to talk to Kamal. Uh, Kamal's the nicest guy ever. He's like, cool. Uh, and he's, dude, he's so shredded in person. Another one of those guys that it doesn't come across on pictures. Just uh, his skin is so thin. I, he let me pinch the skin <laughs> off his abs. I was, I was wondering what it looked like. You don't see people like that very often, right? And it yeah. was it was something else. Um, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, man. Um, kind of got some some pointers from the judges. I, I mean, for next year, uh, I'm, I'm doing New York next year. Nice. Um, so was that six or six months away now? Yeah, mm -hmm. not not too long, but I'm I'm pretty balanced overall. Like I don't have any really big, weak body parts. Um, but you know the problem is I everybody in the pros has like 22 inch arms and huge legs, and you know <laughs> I, I'm not there yet. So like I think 10 pounds total on top of like that look, the USA's look um and you know just keep on getting harder because i'm still pretty young you so um, yeah i would dude. say the biggest thing i see is the muscle maturity because you got such bubbly round shape great taper shoulder to waist your waist is still like tiny compared to a lot of guys out there and it just is so much more enhanced by the size of your quads just yeah. you know with time as that detail and those little you know that that john meadows grain train we like to talk about that those little details yeah. start to come in I, you're definitely one to watch yeah, uh, you know something I, um, I was, you know, uh, Blue is my coach, Blue Taylor, so he's really big on, and I, I know you guys are coaches too. We can, I like talking about talking shop. Um, he's big on like using like anti-estrogens at, at the end to get people drier. Um, I personally, when I when I started taking a Rimbidex like last year, when the first time we worked together, it really messed me up. So. Hmm. Uh, I, I just felt awful. You know, everybody feels mm -hmm. awful, but I like couldn't get off the couch awful, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so this year we talked about it, decided it just wouldn't be good. So I didn't, I wasn't using that, you know, so I think next year if I can, you know, use stuff like Letro or, or an Astrozol or something like that, it'll help my condition a little bit. Um, Cause I mean, blue prefers to do, you know, slam the anti-estrogens rather than slam diuretics you know he's mm -hmm. he's big on yeah. i used a core tab of diazide at the usa's in tampa crazy <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> you guys heard it here everybody wants to believe it was a lot more you know what i mean yeah i know it's crazy well, well yeah, yeah, actually he's pretty know, honest about his his gear use on his on his instagram he does a lot of q and a's and stuff and I, I think some people don't believe him i think what someone asked you about your off-season cycle a couple months ago or two months ago and and you're like 800 tests, like 600 EQ, 600 DECA or something to that effect, I think, right? Yeah, right Right now I'm on 750 tests, 500 EQ, and 300 megs of trend. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to run that for 20 weeks, obviously. But, um, <laughs> you know, I it, that, that, that worked really well for me last year. Um, I was running slightly higher doses last year um, than I am right now. Uh, but, yeah, I mean... I don't know. It's probably going to get me in trouble eventually, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't see any reason to lie about it because I think uh, you're in a weird, I'm in a weird position now, right? Because, you know, younger people might, you know, look at me like the same way that they would like listen to you guys. And, you know, if 
I'm doing something, maybe they're not ready for it because they're, yeah. you know, hundred pounds lighter or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I think honesty is the best policy and you guys know I'm a fan of Boston Lloyd and, you know, he was, uh, honest to the grave. So I really miss him a lot, but, uh, uh yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Um, you know, I'm kind of, I mean, I've got like a short off season period right now. Uh, I got like nine or 10 weeks total that I continue to I can push up until I need to sort of like get myself set up for prep for New York. But uh, I think I'm going to make a little bit of progress in that time frame, And um, I'm going to try and catch Nate. That's my goal right now. <laughs> I'm going to try and catch. Well, uh, I was going to say, I hope you do really well. I just hope you finish one spot below Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. But, but I also wanted to bring up the point that, you know, like I, I appreciate your honesty and I know Scott does too, because sometimes we get accused on this podcast of people thinking that we're holding back some like elite coaching information, particularly when it comes to drug doses. And yeah. here we are, yeah. a guy who just won Mr. USA being completely honest about his doses, which I don't think either of us raised an eyebrow about. Like these are pretty regular doses of it's compounds that people yeah. would use. Yeah, they're very typical. You know, you're not doing 3000 milligrams of testosterone a week on top of a gram of this, a gram of that. You're, yeah. you're under what? You're basically under two grams of gear a week right now, and you're in your yeah, off season I, getting I mean, ready for your pro. Go ahead. On average, I'd say for the last two, two to three years, about two years, I'd av I've averaged like one and a half to like just over two grams, like off season and pre contest, uh, mm -hmm. grand total. So, and you know, like I'm a super heavyweight. I was competing at like two forty five ish, right? So yeah. that's that should give you an idea of like what it takes to be that size. Now somebody might take that dosage and be 180 pounds, you know, it, it's, it's just, you, you take what you need to take to look the way you need to look. Right. Um, I've actually, you know, working with blue, I've made a lot of progress with him. My, my drug dosages have gone up maybe 10 to 20%. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, compared to like, I used to kind of run my own show before I was working with him in the off season, but like, I mean, we've we've used more growth hormone uh insulin when it's needed uh, he, you know, he hasn't used a ton on me honestly um but like yeah that's that's kind of i haven't ramped things up a ton over as i've gotten bigger um i think it's, it's interesting i think a lot of if you look at like a lot of pros nowadays like you know top guys they're competing at like the olympia level or something they might be um they might have ran you know, two, three gram cycles in the past to get to that size, they don't need that now. Hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, like when, when somebody I've says like that. they're on 750 megs of test in the off season, like they, they're probably on that. And that's all they need to do because I mean, they don't need to put on 10 pounds in a year. They need to put on like two in the right spots and mm -hmm. that's what's going to like, you know, increase their placings and so on and so forth. So, um, I think, you know, Grant, overall, like big picture, I'm, I'm 25 right now. By the time I'm like 28, 29, I kind of want to be done with the, you know, because I mean, two grams of gear is still a lot. Let's be honest, you know, yes, that's, that's aggressive. I'd like to be taking less than that significantly by the time I'm like 28, 29 competing around 255. Um, I'm working on little stuff because I don't need to slam the unhealthy stuff 
um, at that point. I figure I'd rather take it out of my body when I'm younger and I can still recover from it <laughs> rather than, you know, drag it out into my 30s. And, um, I, you know, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on that because you've been doing it for so much longer. But that's kind of what I've thought about it. I think that, yeah, I've seen that a lot. You know, I'll say this, first of all, I feel like the guys who are using a lot of gear are usually the guys who are like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. And then the guys who <laughs> we get it all the times to where we have somebody like yourself come on and they say what they're using. People just don't want to believe it. They're like, oh, man, that guy's totally lying. They'll they'll literally be disappointed in us. And they'll be like, why do you guys have to lie about the doses? every time so i'll well, be waiting for bring it, it on yeah <laughs> it's just so hard and let's say that some of these people are doing all the right things on top of that they're eating they're training yeah they're What's, what? doing the right things but they just can't accept that someone could have better god-given genetics than them right what's your it's training just, like Stu? like I, I wanted to hear about that man like i was looking at your physique yeah. and i gotta ask you a question i'm gonna pull up your front and rear double bicep and i'm gonna guess what your favorite body part is to train and you can tell me if I'm right or I'm wrong. I'm going to say right, back and legs. Yes and yes. Yeah? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I actually just deadlifted today. I don't know if you can see my face, but it's all red from uh, from the high blood pressure. But, yeah, I really <laughs> like deadlifting, and I really like squatting. You know, I, I don't barbell squat anymore, but, um, you know, I'm a – I'm sure you guys are familiar with Jordan Peters, the way that he kind of trains – um, load set and a back offset, high intensity, relatively low volume. Um, I usually hit stuff twice a week. Right now, what I'm what I've been doing is like, but I have like a main leg day, and then uh, today when I deadlift, I'll do like some leg touch up work. Um, I got two pull days a week, one sort of like more width, more thickness. Two push days a week, one of them's more shoulder focused, one of them more chest focused, and then uh, like I said, like one big leg day. Um, train five days a week, but yeah, I, I've, my recovery capabilities are not like, I'm not like, you know, some, some of these guys are out there are just like freak athletes that can do like 20 sets, 25 sets on their legs, you know, just beating the hell out of themselves and recover from it and grow and good for them. I can't do that. You know, um, yeah, I've been training like this for three or four years now. Um, I, you know, so it, I know it's kind of bro sciencey, but I think, you know, getting really strong and getting really good at all those compound movements kind of has, it gives you like a density that you wouldn't have otherwise. Um, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not What do you, what do you guys think about that? Well, actually I want to bring up, cause I remember we were talking either to DM or something and you had mentioned mm -hmm. that uh, blue wanted you to switch up your training to something that he would rather you do. And you had always kind of done, you know, the the top set back off thing, and it's been working yeah. so well for you over the last couple of years. And you were kind of at a crossroads of like, what do I do? Do I listen to my coach or do I talk him into, hey, this is what I've been doing. It's got me to where I've gotten. So how did that relationship or how did that conversation go about? You know, did he did he give you the blessing of like, yeah, keep doing what you're doing? Or well, so he, when I first say, started working with him at like the end of 2020, uh, God, it's almost been two years now. It's crazy. Um, but uh, back then, he didn't really change my training too much. He was like, okay, this is working for you. If you like it, good. Um, what he did have me do was increase the volume that I was doing for my arms because um, my arms were garbage, <laughs> uh, and that, that did help a lot all, along with other stuff. Uh, but uh, it was this year uh, after the Tampa, he wanted me to put more – 
he wanted me to kind of shift more towards a body part specific split. Yeah. Where I'm hitting right. like a chest day and a shoulder day and like a, a leg day and like a back width day, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I, I was doing that for about three months. Um, and I ended up just kind of switching back um, to my, my previous split because I wasn't, I, I was really beating up each body part so much that I would be sore for days afterwards. Uh, you know, if I do chest and I'm sore for three days afterwards, and then I got to hit shoulders, like, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of those supporting movements and stuff are still really fatigued. Yeah. Um, whereas if I did like a push day, it, I just noticed I, I would be able to recover better. And, and like I said earlier, like my physique is already reasonably balanced. I don't have a lot of, you know, big missing body parts. And what got me there is training the way I have. So, I mean, if I just need to add more tissue everywhere, then I don't really need see any need to reinvent the wheel. You know, maybe uh, put more effort in, or put more volume into uh, like my, my, my arms, for example, if those need to be brought up, I do some extra work on those and maybe take away some volume from another body part that's doing just fine. Just kind of put that up maintenance. Um, that, that's a good point. But, I think I we mean, should but, touch on that. You, that you, yeah. you made that concerted effort to pull volume from your stronger body parts, knowing that you're not, they're not going to go away to add that extra attention and volume. Um, so it doesn't tap into your overall recovery. I think that's something a lot of times people make the mistake of, Oh, I need more arms. So they had a full arm day, but they don't take away any of the extra volume from say their legs, which might be the strong point or their back, which is already a standout body part arm. I think that's a great take on point that people should really um, take to heart. I think if you don't, if you don't cut away from the volume that you're doing on other stuff, you're just going to hit a wall much sooner. You know, Hmm. I've never followed like a structured deload schedule or anything like that. Like every eight weeks you do a deload week or anything, but typically 10 to 12 weeks into a push, I'm getting stronger. I'll hit a plateau and just feel like crap, you know, my joints hurt. Everything's plateauing or getting worse. Like, okay, something needs to change. So I'll do it like a deload um, usually. But if I'm, if I'm not, if I'm doing too much volume, doing too much, too many of those hard sets, then that might be like eight weeks instead of 10 or 12. Uh, it just kind of catches up to me quicker. I've noticed. Um, hmm. So, you know, it's, it's a constant kind of balance of like, yeah, we like training. Yeah. I want to do movements to improve body parts, but if it just beats the hell out of you, you can't keep on progressing like you need to, um, then, you know, you've kind of lost the plot. So what's, What's your deload looking like when you do, you know, hit a wall and you, and you start to realize those those signals that your body's saying, hey, it's time for rest. What, what does it look like for you? Do you take a week off from the gym completely or do you say cut it to like three days or or is it kind of what you feel like doing? I, I basically follow the exact same split for a week, but hmm. I'll drop my like my loads that I'm lifting down to like 60 to 75 percent. I'll try and match reps that I was doing before that I'm going to like, you know a seven out of 10 or a six yep. out of 10, you know, so it's, it's really not that taxing. Uh, and then, you know, depending on how hammered I feel, I might like, you know, just cut out certain movements or like, you know, I'll typically do like nine to 10 working sets for my arms on my push and pull days. I might, you know, if that's three exercises, I might just do two instead. Um, just kind of go by feel like I, I write stuff down, but I'm, I'm not super meticulous with it. Like I should be. Um, yeah, it's, I, I do. I kind of go by feel with that stuff, though. So, 
Okay. Uh, when when you are uh, like out of the deload phase and you are progressing, then you you mm-hmm. obviously you, then you're tracking stuff though, or how does that work? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember anything, so I got a little book with me all the time. <laughs> okay. Do you track, like, yeah. everything you do? Like, are you tracking, like, like a bicep curl, or do you just track the main stuff? How does that work? Yeah, mostly just compound movements. Um, I'll track my strength on, like, lateral raises, um, and but, like, arm stuff, who cares, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to squeeze my bicep, not load the hell out of it, um, and... Yeah, so I, I don't bother with that stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if I'm if I can go for like six, seven, eight weeks where I'm getting stronger, I'm adding like five, ten pounds to the bar each time. Um, in an off season, you know, that's that's a really good run. It doesn't happen all the time like that, but um, if I can get away with that and keep on stringing together those weeks, that's that's what's put most of the tissue on me. I think. Hmm. Um, you know, I, my back. Like this, this year, my back was a lot better. Um, and guess what? Like last off season, my deadlift was better than it ever had been. So hmm. there's gotta be you know, something going on there. Right. Um, That's cool. How about injuries? You ever had any major injuries yet? Hmm. Nothing major. Thank goodness. Um, throughout prep this year, actually, I was dealing with this, uh, this adductor issue on my right leg. Um, so the only compound that I was doing for my legs, the only compound movement was a pendulum squat because I could put my feet real close together, like shoulder width apart, just put my toes straight forward and use my adductors at all. Um, and yeah, I just hammered away on that and it kept my legs much better than, um, than other stuff has in, in, in past years. Um, I was, I was really worried about it. Like, Oh God, I can't even leg press, you know, it, cause it, when I get real deep on the leg press, my adductor gets stretched out it gets angry and then I'm limping for a couple of days. So, um, uh, fortunately that pendulum squat was just my bread and butter and it, it did the job. Great. Uh, I also put more energy into leg extensions this year, um, which I've always kind of like, I didn't really care about it. Like I get, I like getting under heavy weights and, you know, getting, getting crushed by it. But, um, because I couldn't do like press, you know, I put in some extra volume on the leg extensions and, um, they have dude at this uh, at the gym I go to the Muscle Factory. I'm sure I'm sure Dusty got this got this piece brought in <laughs> specifically for him. But there's this um, I think it's a Nautilus leg extension, like a plate loaded one. Yeah, it feels so good. That was that was like my favorite piece uh, for legs uh, dr- during this prep, and um, it's just, like you can squeeze your quads really good at the top. It's butter i love it that's cool i heard it's a pretty good gym over there like really good energy overall a lot of good people yeah of course great equipment yeah the owner lance is awesome did ryan move down there is he training with you ryan moved down here for a month um and then he moved back to oregon um he was trying to like get into personal training and stuff down here but um he 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 wasn't working out so he ended up heading back there but he's uh god we're three weeks away from nationals now aren't we like three and a yeah. half. <laughs> yep. We should talk about nationals. I'm I'm excited for that. Are you going to be there? Are you going? Oh yeah, I got. Oh, yeah, I think I got nine, nine. I think nine people doing it. So no kidding. Yeah, it'll be busy, oh, busy okay. weekend. So yeah. I've, uh, I know I'm happy Jimmy. Jimmy Leone, he's doing the middle. Yes. Is, he, is he? Is he still going to be a middleweight? No, there's no way we're going to get him down the middle. So it, our my original oh, okay. intention before. Okay, so you know when you never see someone in person. You know, like you work with him online because he's from 
he's from Florida. So I, I never seen him in person. Okay. Great physique, a uh, lot of muscle tissue. And the way we were getting him down, he just wasn't get he wasn't getting flatter and flatter. Like like hmm. I could keep sucking him down. We got him to 184. And I was thinking like, man, do, do I keep pushing and get him down the middles? Like, could we, you know, maybe do a water pill and get him down there? But I decided, you know what? I really like your look today for the show we did, which you won the overall in. And, and I had people texting me or messaging me like, hey, yo, is this your guy? Like, like, how the fuck did he make light heavies? He looks like he's a heavyweight out there. And so that just solidified <laughs> in my mind. Okay, there's no nuts, way we, dude. Yeah, th- yeah, there's no way we need to get him down the middle. So he'll be, he'll be actually... Uh, he's like 200 right now. So we'll, he'll be probably like 195 okay. on stage. Um, yeah, we just got to tighten him up a little good. bit more here. We've got about two weeks of pushing before we start going the other way. So, yeah, he's he's going to look real good. I'm, I'm happy for him. I, I think he didn't think he was as good as he is. Um, uh-huh. And I think he just needed to get out there and, and you know, whoop some ass on stage. And, um, and yeah, I mean, he's made dramatic improvements. I, I'm happy with him. So I'd never heard of him before this year, before I started seeing you post him and yeah, he, he looks great. Who else do you have doing nationals? You have, didn't you have like a heavyweight as well? Yeah, we had, we, uh, we actually just, um, Scott posted a picture of him before he got on. He, uh, we had to pull him oh. out because, uh, he's had oh, digestive shoot. issues all year and I, I'm not happy with his medical team. Like, you know, they just keep giving him like PPIs and, um, and, and, you know, like antacids and stuff like that. And I think he has a vagal nerve issue, mm. which is causing him to, um, he basically was like, at one point he was throwing up everything he was eating both off season and pre-contest until we got his food down pretty low where, you know, when, when you're not eating anything, you don't have that response at all. And then uh-huh. he started having, you know, issues going out the other way. And we just made a decision for his health that, um, it was probably the best move to pull him out, pull him off, you know, the compounds and, you know, do a nice, um, you know, uh, health praise right now to, uh, he also, he wants to buy a house and he's got some, some business plans and whatnot. So, um, we're going to put him on stage probably in 2024 again with a, a nationals run. So he's taken a good year and a half off before getting on stage. Got to go to the, do the real life thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sucks, dude. I, he, I remember he looked pretty good and man, that's, a lot of a lot of good bodybuilders have gotten taken out of the game by digestive issues you know like mike francois you know he had colitis and crazy good and just boom gone don't the sport so you got you remember um matt schmidt that won uh the heavies and the overall at nationals in 2000 or 2019 yeah yeah he had some major issues right oh yeah it's a major short right yeah, and he had, he had surgeries. Like, if you look, I think he had pictures of him, like, 11 months out from the show. Yeah. And he was, like, let's say he was, like, 190 pounds or something like that, not looking like a geared-up oh. bodybuilder, scars all over his stomach. And then I think it was only a year before he got on stage at Nationals and won his pro card in the overall. 225 or 224 on the dot, just ridiculous dry, so grainy. Yeah, yeah so he, I did like, an interview with him. I didn't even know it. It was right before the show. So it turned out that... He so he's in Texas, but he grew up in Michigan, and we literally oh, worked across officer? the street from. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and we okay, literally yeah, worked across the street from each other. Like he That's worked wild. at one store, I worked at the other for like five years, and we never met each other. You know, years. And Dude, years I got ago. weird stories like that where, um, but when I was at the Tampa Pro in two thousand and must have been two thousand nineteen, maybe it was eighteen, and um, we we had just gotten out of the pre judging, or maybe it was the night show, and we we get on the interstate. You know where the, the the show is, right, Stu? Where you know, and then there's that interstate yeah. that's right next to it. 
all the traffic was stopped because President Trump and his his motorcade was coming through. And we're talking, you know, this is in Florida, like red country down in Tampa. Every car was there, flags out. It was like a party, right? And, of course, me being the idiot, I got out of my car thinking Trump's going to pull up and stop and take a picture with me, right? But anyway, I'm standing there. Yeah, I'm standing there and I'm talking. Guy's like, oh, where are you from? And I'm like, a little town of Vermont. You'd never heard of it. He's like, Vermont? Like, where? I'm like... Shelburne. He's like, you ever heard of Norwich University? No, I went, I went to Norwich University for two years. And I'm like, yeah, I went there. And he's like, oh, I graduated from there like 10 years ago. And I'm no like, kidding. get out of here. Like, what are the chances of finding someone that went to this tiny 2000 person college? You know, I, I was there until 2002. He probably was there in 2012. But it, it was just funny that sometimes you just meet people and you're like, you yeah. know where that is? Like, that's that's crazy, you know? Yeah, I would have never known with with Matt, and he's he's still. What's he doing now? Because I believe he has his. He's has he competed as a pro now? No, no, I don't think he ever has. No, no, he's I think good, maybe good he just physique. wanted. Yeah, oh, great physique, great physique. Yeah, he was yeah. he was probably about your height, Stu. Yeah, I'd I'd say You're so like, too. I thought, I, I thought he was shorter, but he might have been yeah, a little he, shorter. I, he looked wicked, like he was just so conditioned. Yeah, he was. Nasty looking. But, yeah. you know, I, he was in it probably in his, like, mid-30s, right, by the time he turned pro? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So think about that. You turn pro as, at, like, say he's 35, you're 225 on stage. You got to put on 20 pounds of tissue before you're going to be competitive as a pro. Because, I mean, unless you're, with the exception of, like, Jordan Janowitz, you know, you go down, <laughs> go down to 212s, yeah, he looks wicked yeah. good at 212. Yeah. I didn't think he would, but, yeah, crazy Yeah, good. he looked wild. Um, Great look. I, it's just For kind sure. of a weird spot to be in. And um, I'm honestly like, personally, I'm really glad I turned pro as a super because like, you know, staring, if I turn pro as like a heavyweight uh, and I'm staring down the barrel of like, okay, 25 pounds of tissue to even Whew. look like I belong here. That's, that's pretty daunting. So yeah. um, that's pretty cool. So the Tampa, how many weeks after you turned pro was that? Hey guys, I'm going to take a brief pause to shout out our advertisers. I'm going to try to make this quick, but keep in mind, they're responsible for helping us to put these shows out. If you guys want to support our programming, of course you can do so through Patreon. And thank you to everybody who supports the show through Patreon. I will have links to that below, as well as to all of our advertisers. If you shop with our advertisers, you'll get great products, products that I stand behind, and you'll also be supporting our programming. First of all, check out truenutrition.com if you're in the U.S. I use their hydrolyzed beef collagen every day, and I use their citrulline malate, beta alanine, and EAA on days that I train. They have high-quality protein powders and tons of flavors. Hit me up if you have any questions. Use our code THINK over there. You'll get some additional savings, plus you'll support our programming, and you'll get some high-quality third-party tested supplements. If you're in Canada, check out supplementsource.ca. They have blowout deals on top name brand supplements. Uh, They constantly have different things happening. So be sure to go to their site and check them out. I recently saw Carbolin for like 30 bucks off. I mean, you really can't beat those prices. Plus they have free shipping over $99. If you're in the UK, then you probably already know about Strom Sports. They're one of the leader in health supplements in the United Kingdom. Strom Sports Nutrition has standalone supplements like NAC and Tutka, and they have finished blends like Support Max, a high quality, well-priced on-cycle support stat. I have links below to everything. Thanks for watching. Thanks for your support. Just one. One week. Right, right next weekend. That's freaking yeah. cra- That's it incredible, was, dude, man. It was, it was crazy because I, I, I hardly slept for those two weeks. That's probably why I was so delirious talking to Andrew the first time. <laughs> but uh, it, it was such a trip because, like, I mean, I spent – I was in Vegas. Uh, 
I went to the Dragons there for like two days straight. I just hung out there the whole time. Uh, and then I drove home to Phoenix. Uh, and then I booked a flight and I was like scrambling to get everything together. And I showed up and, you know, I landed in Tampa and I just got it figured out from there. And, uh, you know, John Goob, um, he actually yeah. stayed with me in my hotel in Tampa. Um, that was super fun. We were just dicking around the whole time. He's hilarious, you know. He is so I hilarious. I, again, yeah. I didn't sleep much while he was there. Um, <laughs> Maybe not the best it, person it was... to bring with you to a show, <laughs> dude. Yeah, and he's, he lives in New York, right? So he yeah. told me like, I, I got to figure this out with him. But like, I think I might be staying with him for the New York Pro, <laughs> just oh, like nice. crying in his apartment, which would be hilarious. Uh, I, 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 you know, I support really that. I, that. I support that, Stu. I, I, yeah. I, I hope he's got plenty of jokes. I hope he's uh, keep up you all entertained. Night with you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll invite Nate. <laughs> I don't know. So I, I got a rule, man. Like, uh, we're in the hotel room. We, I, I try to get him to shut off the social media. You know, we chill out. We do posing. We just kind of, you know, team, you know, we just keep it yep. um, in our hotel room as much as we can. So, well, the New York Pro isn't. It's not in New York properly. It's in like White no. Plains, right? Um, is it Westchester? Hold on. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I've never been to that show. Oh, the wife's telling Andrew something. Oh, you know what? It, uh, it used to be in Westchester County. Now it's in Teaneck, uh, where the oh, universe is held. Okay. Yeah, because I didn't go last huh. year. That's right. It's in uh, it, which is actually I'm going there this weekend for um, Eastern USA's. Okay. Um, it's a great hotel. Oh, You're going to love cool. the lighting. The hotel's excellent. Um, yeah. it's And, you know, there's uh, some good places to eat like 20 minutes away from there. So you, you, you'll, you'll be well taken care of. That's cool. Yeah, hey, speaking gotta, of food, what's your what's your yeah. food like now? What's your nutrition look like to, you know, you said you've got this shorter off season. Uh, just to give people an idea, how much food does – some guys, they can handle a lot. Some guys, they don't need a lot of food. Um, yeah, so my – um, just to throw some numbers out there, I think my carbs just bumped up my food yesterday. Actually, uh, my carbs are about 900, 930 right now. I think my protein's like 450 or 500. Uh, and Light I'm work. not adding, yeah, <laughs> blue's really big on a lot of carbs and a lot of protein. And as long as you can handle your stomach can handle it, which my mine can. I don't have an appetite at all. I just force it down and I, I can digest it fortunately. But um, I mean, yeah, really, really low fat diet kind of has worked. It worked great for me last year. It didn't because um, when you're eating that many carbs and that much protein, like adding, you know, even a little olive oil on is going to slow things down enough yeah. where, you know, you got to eat in two, two and a half hours. Like you're not going to be ready mm -hmm. in time. Your stomach's not going to be empty. So um that's that's kind of the approach uh, that we've taken. It works pretty good. Um, I you know I just get because my carbs get so high, um, and with you know growth hormone play, you got to keep an eye on my blood sugars. Hmm. Um, like last year, um, you know when I was peaked out, I think my, my maximum carbs were like twelve hundred at their highest, okay. which is just disgusting. It, I I hate yeah, it, <laughs> but. <laughs> It was uh, my, my blood sugar started creeping up around like 110, 115. Um, so, you know, started, you know, tried some, some Lantus, tried some metformin. Eventually, we just had to bring down the food and the growth hormone, and that did the trick. And hmm. uh, I, I maintained around 277, 278. Uh, dropped my weight a little bit, but I was still pretty strong. And 
Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, basically just hammer hammer a ton of food like that. Um, I'm just under 280 right now, so if I could get up to like 285, 287 um, by the end of this push, I'd be pretty happy. I mean, I won't be happy. I'll be miserable. But, <laughs> right. You'll know, be satisfied be, with the yeah with where you progress. got. Yeah. So, so yeah. what does that look like? So you just trained back uh, uh-huh. or pull. You know, you, what you you came home obviously ate before you connected to us. What? How much? Like, I got, what I got a shake right here. Actually. Oh, that's what you got going on. Do you do? Do you end up yeah. doing like solid liquid, solid liquid, alternating most of the day? No, so I, I got five solid meals, and then I've got Ugh. a pre-intro and post-shake. Um, so I'll, tra- I'll eat four meals before I train, and then have my, my shakes pre-intro post, and then eat. I'd probably eat, like, right before bed. Um, and, you know, I can I can digest all of that. Uh, but last year, when my food got real high, I had to start, you know, throwing in digestive enzymes and okay. just whatever I could do to get it, you know, moving um, through my gut. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I don't have any appetite, but I can process that food and, um, I can digest it enough where it's not bothering me while I'm training. Um, and yeah, just keep on forcing it down pretty much. I would love to be 25 and be able to do that again. Right, yeah, it's a lot of food, man. <laughs> Cause I remember back when I was his age, dude, I would just like, yeah. I was working with Dante. I think when I was his age, Okay. he didn't give you numbers. It was like, literally like eat as much steak as you can. And then when you were full, <laughs> eat as much rice as you could. And then, and then have a protein drink on top of it, have a protein shake after that. So some meals would be like a hundred grams of protein easily, like five times a day. Yeah. And that's I could do it. I could I could eat every two and a half hours like clockwork. It was like no big deal, you know. Um, you had an appetite but, too. I mean, you like like you eat. said, I didn't have an appetite. I did. I I could go oh, without yeah, eating okay. and be happy, but I I just did it because that's what I wanted to do, right? And yeah. I was able to choke it down, and it was you know take a couple bites, swig of water, you know. Do oh yeah, you, about. you're double fisting. You like water? Yeah, food, water. yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. You're also... I'm getting back into that rhythm again. It's it's. I hate it. I really hate it. But I mean, shit, dude. When I was prepping this year, I was I started like 17 weeks out. I wasn't hungry until like six six weeks out. Yep. Um, yep. So I was literally force feeding myself for like most of the prep, <laughs> which is a good spot to be in. You know. Yeah, that's um, a great problem to have. Yeah. I was, I was now you're one of um... pretty frequently too. So you're one of the good bodybuilders that actually has like a real job, right? Like you don't do coaching. You don't do like, I mean, and I think you've said that, that like, you actually, there's no way you could coach people. You need to separate from bodybuilding for seven or eight hours a day and, and do something different. Well, Is that right? Yeah. I, I, I have started coaching a couple of people. Um, cause okay. I, I do want to get into it. Um, and you know, get, get experience working with people. Um, I haven't like sort of publicized it cause I'm just working with a couple of people locally right now. I want to, get good at it first um but yeah i I have a i'm a desk jockey uh most of the day um i work in like um construction supply i'm I'm like a project engineer for this company that like so there's there's a big intel uh fab project down here construction project ton of construction contractors and um they all need material they need like engineering services they need um just all kinds of crap, you know, and we kind of help out uh, with all of those little contractor needs. We, we call ourselves uh, Tamarco contractor specialties. So okay. we're, we kind of, we're jack of all trades. Um, 
companies run by a lot of sales guys and they do a lot, they do really good. They've got relationships with a bunch of the contractors and, uh, I, I live in Phoenix now, but, uh, I used to live up in Oregon. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, and there was a, there was an Intel job up there that I was working on for a different company a couple of years ago. And Intel is kind of like this very specific construction wise. They're very particular about like what you have to do. So I was experienced in that, in that kind of Intel world. So they sent me down here, um, to work on this job. Um, and I, dude, Oregon was, Oregon's beautiful, but Portland is not. Um, yeah. Portland was really getting gross. I heard it's gotten uh, worse too. Yeah. It's gotten, man. I, so I graduated Dangerous. college. Yeah. 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 We, we set a, a murder record last year. I don't know oh. if we're on track to break it again this year, but huh. I wouldn't be surprised. It, it's, yep. it's really sad too. Cause it's like, it's a really pretty town. It's beautiful. Um, you know, for all of the weirdness and stuff, you know, um, I actually kind of like the weirdness because, you know, you know, look at us like we're, we're, we're freaks, right? <laughs> like we yeah. don't fit in places and <laughs> yeah. like genuinely I didn't feel judged walking around there in public. You know, I was just like another weird looking dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like stride counter a little different down here. We're, you we're you got a needle train... sticking out of your arm, but for a different reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're... oh, uh, advice to my Oregon friends. Um, you can go to needle exchanges and just get oh. as many syringes as you want. You didn't hear that from me, um, <laughs> but you know, just, just in case on a podcast on YouTube, you don't, yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't have to turn them in. You don't have to do anything. They literally just hand them out, uh, oh, for free. So go did get you guys see the video? Did you guys see the video? It was on Instagram or on the news somewhere. This guy goes around, he, he has this yeah. like nonprofit and he picks up all the used needles and he had yeah. like. 80 barrels oh, like God. full barrels full of them and and there i think it was like one month's worth like holy yeah. shit there had to been like 30,000 40,000 no way more than that it was it was some ridiculous like there's so many pieces of needles it was crazy where did you train up yeah. there uh there's this awesome gym called o'malley's i know uh, o'malley's i've like, been there before I've heard of that I've heard tim, of tim o'malley okay. i've been there a couple times yeah Man. you met tim I had a okay, I had good. a crazy ex, excuse me ex girlfriend that lived out there, <laughs> and uh, so I'd been to O'Malley's a few times. He's a, he's a cool dude, man. He's a good bodybuilder too, and he's got a great gym set up there. I like that. Yeah, I wonder you were, if I knew your ex girlfriend. It's a small we'll, world up there. We'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> but, later. Uh, yeah, we don't need to. Um, <laughs> Thank yeah, you. His, his, his gym, like he's so Tim was. I mean, for one, he's a huge like he's a bodybuilder. He's he's mid mid forties now he's like 43, 44. Um, and he just loves seeing like younger guys get into it and like train really hard. And yeah. He was super supportive of me and everybody else training there. Um, and fortunately, you know, I was really worried about this, but fortunately over the pandemic, he actually ended up getting a ton of new members. Huh. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, he's basically taken that money and just reinvested into the gym. He keeps on getting new equipment. Like he got, um, like a Rogers squat pro, nice. uh, one of those Rogers row machines, uh, a couple of nice. prime pieces, like you got a ton of really arsenal nice stuff. stuff. Yeah. 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 Just like cream of the crop handpicked, you know, no, uh, and they've got awesome. a bunch of powerlifting area in there too. A uh, bunch of deadlift bars, squat bars, you know, it works. And, um, honestly, I, I really do miss that. I miss the people there. I miss the, uh, the equipment. I miss Tim. 
it was it was a great environment and it was this nice little bubble to get away from you know the the madness that was portland yeah you know the, the city itself it's so um, important to have that you know that environment i think especially for a guy like you like you were literally at your prime right now um but it, it sounds like i mean you got a good thing going at muscle factory i'm sure like the energy there is good yeah. You know, you're, you're probably like, you know, at this point, man, you're one of the pros there. So like, in fact, you're like, you're part of what makes it at this point. You're part of what makes it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The the owner Lance keeps on telling me that. And I keep on telling him to not say that. um, (laughs) um, Dude, you're Mr. USA. I I mean, yeah. How many people get to say that? (laughs) That's an accomplishment, man. Um, It's huge. There's only like one every year. So there's only been what, like 23 of them, I think, or. Maybe less than that, actually. Uh, that that that's something to hang your hat on, you know. You yeah. beat a good yeah, field. You I, beat Brandon. You beat Brandon Barrows, you know. Um, I don't think he was at his absolute best, but you know, you beat him. And yeah, I love what you said too on that because you were like on your post, you said like it was a great competition. There were a ton of really good super heavies that were in mm-hmm. shape. And to quote you, bodybuilding is not dead. I when I saw that, that warmed <laughs> my heart. Yeah, that that it really was a good class that year and the guys were all really cool. Um, you know, I, we know, let's see, uh, Cole, Cole got third, Cole Eastfold. He's rolling on nationals now. Peeled, peeled. He got third and now he's, and then he got second in North American. So theoretically it should be first. It, yeah. yeah it's going to be hard really this year with, it. um, Elliot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's, he's going to be hard to beat. Part, right? You know what we're talking about, Scott? No, I don't. Elliot Who's the McDermott. You guys know what his Elliot Instagram Dermond. is? It's, uh, it I think it's just Elliot. Elliot Dermond. Yeah. Dur- is it Dermond? He looks, he looks okay. really good. He, he's not missing any body parts, really. I mean, he's got some freaky poses. The only thing I could, like, knock on him, maybe, and I, I love Elliot, but, like, I uh, like he's not that wide structurally. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, some of the some of the super heavy guys, and he's, like, five foot seven, five foot eight. He's a shorter guy. Yeah, he's so people. short. Yeah, so I I didn't believe know, he was might, a super until someone told me what his weight was because I was like just his height alone. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's just got to be a really big, muscular, heavyweight. But yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, he and he's been peeled right, for like, he was, he was like telling me earlier this year. He was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna make heavies. Like, Bullshit, you are, dude. He was like 260 yeah. and just really lean already. And like, yeah, yep, that's yeah, it. That, yeah, yeah, that's incredible I mean, physique. It, he's got a great he's coach, Dominic Cardone. He says five nine two fifty right now, twelve weeks out from NPC Nationals. So this is a little bit old now. He's working with Dom Cardone. Yeah, he hasn't put any pictures yep. up recently. I don't think, but okay. yeah, he looked like that at twelve weeks out. So damn, there you yeah. go. He's got those crazy obliques and serratus. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, it'll be great. The only there, thing man. I can knock on him maybe is like in a in a lineup of like you know structurally big guys. He might have trouble, but like then again, I mean, sorry, what's his name? Carlos. Carlos was like structurally way smaller than Nate, hmm. but you know, um, still had like all those crazy. Well, what, what Carlos lost, what he doesn't have in structural width, he makes up with bubbly, just oh yeah, that's bubbly, bubbliness. Yeah. You know that bub. I don't want to his shape, but just, just that bubbliness. You know, yeah. he's he's got that X factor, that that extra gene that like. You know, some of us here on this podcast don't have, and uh, point he, taken. yeah. I mean, <laughs> and I say this with all respect, like the most beautiful shape, and, yeah. and just having competed with him in 2018 as a middleweight and watching him in that was know, last crazy, year, right? 
Yeah, it just blows my mind. And, and him and his dad both are like the nicest guys in the world. Like nicest yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah, the shape so, of his yeah, he's, what, he's doing New York too. He's, and he's, so is Justin. New York. Damn. So is Justin Shire. Yeah, a bunch of. That'll be a, a great show. Guys. Yeah, I'm already excited for it. To do it. Yeah. Oh, that would be another great. Just the just the young talent in the, in this sport, you know. I mean, Nate's almost you know Nate's thirty six now, so he's not young, but he, you know he's only been bodybuilding for yeah, like six seven new. years. Yeah, he's new he to the sport. Doesn't seem like he's that old, but yeah. Hey, one more uh, Portland question: Did you ever check out Laprinzi's gym? You know, I haven't. I've I, it's, you missed it's out, ancient. man. Like, yeah, got those round dumbbells and stuff. Yeah, um, I've heard about it, seen pictures, but I never went in there. I thought um, Andrew, when I walked in that place, there was uh, like an original Nautilus leg press. It literally took up like the size of this room. It was huge. Really? And I was, I, that's the first thing I saw. And I was like, oh, that's cool. They have like one novel old piece here that you get to look at when you walk in the gym, you know? <laughs> and that was the entire gym. Like that's all they had. They had like, they had exercise bikes from like 1960 in there still. That was their cardio. It was, ins- have you, it was so cool. Have, you guys seen that leg press where you got to like, you know, like bunk beds? When you climb up like a, a ladder yeah. to get a bunk bed. Have you seen that leg press? I've never used it. Yeah. I don't know who makes it. It seems like way too much metal for a leg press, in my opinion, because you're like climbing up onto this scaffold, laying on it, and you're doing the press where it's like, why don't you just eliminate that eight feet of metal and just keep it on the ground? You guys know what I'm talking about? I may. Yeah, I, I I've seen stuff yeah. like that. I'm gonna it's, have to pull uh, the picture. Like and show they let it, the yeah. engineers go wild. And just, <laughs> you know, yeah. Stop. Well, it's like we're we're gonna charge them by the pound. So let's 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 beef it up a little bit. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah. I think it's a hammer strength piece. It's absurd. No, I don't think it's hammer strength. Is it? I, I, I well, got to look that up. It's plate loaded. I, I thought. It is plate loaded, but it's like, I'm, I'm, I, it's almost like you're getting in a tree fort to like to like leg press. How, is it old Scott, old no it's like oh. i've only seen a few gyms there's a gym in in uh, massachusetts that has it nate sent me a video of it one time um trying to remember the name of the gym huh. I, I, he didn't he didn't send me videos of him doing it so it probably wasn't worth doing um but yeah it just seems like a weird piece in my opinion huh. well listen what do you guys do say s- we answer a few questions uh, i've got a few yeah. questions here would you mind uh yeah. answering some questions with us too Okay, I'll answer them. Answer them all wrong, but it's all right. It'll be fun. There are no wrong answers. Um, all right. Let's see. What do we got here for the next episode? Um, what are your guys' thoughts on coming off before prep, after an off season? I understand it is uh, the historical standard, but it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Seems like starting prep small and fat after an off period would be counterproductive. Hit it. Well, um, personally, I, th- I think uh, I- I've always taken a, a short or like a-, a longer break before I start prep because I mean, say you're in your peak off season, you've tapered up drug dosages for however many weeks and you're 20 weeks in, you're at a peak body weight. Um, I mean, where do you go from there with drugs? Like, you know, you're already peaked out here. So like, okay, now you're going to ramp your drugs up even further as you go into a show. Like, I mean, I think, I think you gotta, 
in your offseason, you should kind of push up, hold that weight, solidify it, and hopefully, you know, maintain most of it without the drugs in play, you know, drop down to a cruise um, and, you know, make sure your health is in a decent spot and also that you're, you know, sensitized to the drugs um, for when you start adding them back in and tapering them up as you get closer to a show. Um, what do you think, Andrew? I couldn't agree with you more, but and the, well, I, I always go back to this, like, why do we go off the drugs? Like we would, we would obviously love to stay on drugs 24 seven. We'd love to stay on test and trend sure. and blast the moon. We come off of them mm-hmm. because of the deleterious effects on our health. And you don't want to go into a contest prep with an HDL at 11 and you know, all these other markers off the, off the charts. And then what yeah. add in more comp, you're going to compound harsher drugs on top of that. As you go, I, I just sense got a picture that shows, cause I think you touched on this too, Stu, a second ago about, um, you know, like that on the left, that's me off the gear off, you know, on a hundred megs of test a week. And then that's me 10 weeks later, adding the gear back in, in a contest prep. But you're not, you're okay. not small and fat there. Like, right. You're not, bubbly and round and crazy looking. No, I mean, but I, but, but I was but like effects from the drugs, you know, so ex- exactly. The, the drugs for the cosmetic effect. Exactly. Muscle there lifting heavy weights. It's not just going to fall off of you in like six, eight weeks of a cruise or like an off. Yes. Keep training. Like hard. on the left. Correct. On the left, I'm like somewhere around 250, fairly lean. And on the right, I'm like 264, 265 geared up, you know, sitting yeah. like six weeks out from a contest, just needing to get the detail out. Yeah. And my point being was that I was off to make sure that I was healthy to start a prep, you know, a, I'm not a spring chicken, but B also, I do think there's, and I know Matt Porter's touched on this. Phil Viz has touched on this. There is something to be said about going off or bringing your compounds down to as low as possible and then adding them back in and getting a synergistic effect. Once you really start eating the six, seven meals a day, you start taking your training to that next level. You're doing all the other little things uh, as a bodybuilder. I just thought that picture might illustrate, you know, the cosmetic effect that, you know, someone like me being taller, lankier, probably should never really done bodybuilding can get off of doing the compounds, but by doing it safely, you know, because I made sure that I did my labs before I started that contest prep, HDL was above 40, you know, liver enzymes, et cetera. All the good stuff was, was back in, you know, there wasn't a lot of red on my sheet. And obviously once we add the gear in, once we do all the things we do, you know, you get towards the end of a prep, you're going to be causing some, some effects on your health. So I do think the big point to take from that is that you don't want to ride an off season heavy gear cycle into a pre-contest gear cycle. Yeah. Dusty is uh, get your blood work done right after a show. I did that. I do it two weeks before. I always do it two weeks before or a week before. before, I want to, I want to see when it's the worst. Yeah. I got it done. Um, right after my show this year. So like a a week after Tampa, I think. Um, and honestly, I was shocked. My liver enzymes were like in like 150, 170, you know, I've taken a bunch of orals like you do and fine. You know, it's not bad at all. My cholesterol was the issue though. And I did start, um, using a statin recently, a very low dose of, uh, of, uh, Lipitor. Um, and Mm -hmm. that's brought my cholesterol right back into range. It's real, real good now. So, um, Mm Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can you can you can plug your ears and stick your head in the sand and pretend that you're healthy when you're on 200 megs of test three months after the show. But um, you know, when you're talking about like cholesterol and like you know, particularly cholesterol because that's been on my mind recently um, because mine was out. You know, 
you, you, you get atherosclerosis when you have high cholesterol for a long period of time. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're on for like 70% of the year, your cholesterol is out of range that entire time and it looks good the one moment you take your blood work, then yeah. you're still developing plaque in your arteries, right? That's mm -hmm. So you're not really solving the problem there. You're just kind of, you know, get the blinders on. Check mark. Yeah. That I've been guilty of that before, um, and I, I, I decided to stop doing it because it's just um, – That machine is called the Legosaurus. Does that sound oh. familiar? <laughs> you climb into it for a pendulum movement leg press. Huh. Legosaurus. That's going to be like a, a gag machine. Hammer Strength just made it because they could. See, how many people <laughs> buy this machine? It's probably like one of those rare cars. There's like 10 of them in the world or something. Yeah. <laughs> I found Somebody's it. Somebody's got serial production one. Yeah. Uh, I'm not getting the picture. I'm not seeing I'm gonna it. I'm going to send it to you right now. Okay. Wait, I might see it. Yeah, please do. I think I gotcha. see it, but yeah, I'll, I'll take that picture. You know what we always say, everybody says it on the podcast too, uh, too is that, you know, like I think Dusty in particular has said that he was like, I can only do, you know, you can only do, what was it? If you're going to rely on something, rely on the, the training, rely on the diet, you know, you can only like, what was it? I can't remember how we put it, but basically, you know, point being, if you rely on the gear, then yeah, you probably would end up if you don't have nutrition in place, you don't have your training in place. You know, that's the main thing we try to always talk about is if you're relying on the gear, then you probably will end up losing it all. I had a guy message me today and he was like, when I stop, he's a newer guy. And he was like, when I stop using Clen, does that mean that I'm going to start getting really fat? I was like, no, you know, because we're, yeah, we're doing everything right. Yeah, we're doing everything right. So it's just helping us along while you're using it. All right. Let me no. see if we can. This looks like a very fuzzy picture, but. Oh, kinda, sorry. That's all right. It's kind of like a uh, when you're looking at the, <laughs> the Bigfoot or something. Yeah. You can't really yeah. get a good clear picture of it, but you get an idea. It's a lot of metal. I mean, it's like nine or eight feet off the ground. You're kidding me. Oh, yeah. You can Dude, see the plate, the pegs down at the bottom where you load the weight. Yeah, yeah there's ridiculous. steps going up to it. <laughs> That's so unnecessary, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Just see because we can doesn't here. mean we should. Um, I, got a qu I got a question. Yeah. I got a question. Throw it in. What I, just, I just had it up, too, and I just lost it. All right. <laughs> Any sides from higher GH doses besides the self-proclaimed head growth? This one's directed at Steve. <laughs> Oh, is that me? Ha. <laughs> um, well, sadly, it hasn't made my dick bigger, but I'm going to keep trying. Um, you need more. Stand, Wait, are you not putting it right in? You're not putting it in your dick? Stan Efforting in one of his videos was like, I think it made my dick bigger. And I was like, oh, man, I got to get my hands on that. He, <laughs> he lied. But um, honestly, like when I'm when I'm peaked out, I think the highest I've gone is like 10 units on like good generics. Um, I get watery. Uh, I get bloated. Um, it's hard to tie my shoes. Um, but I'm also eating, like I was saying earlier, like I'm eating so many carbs that, you know, that's going to make you bloated and watery as well. Um, if you're taking a gram of test, like that's going to do it too. So, um, I do get, you know, it's hard to write stuff like my hands get cramped and stuff, but, uh, and also, like I said, the combination of the food, the growth, uh, and all that for a long period of time will elevate your blood sugar. So you just got to keep an eye on that. Um, but yeah, it, it hasn't, 
I don't, I don't know. It doesn't mess me up bad. I also haven't, have never used pharmaceutical stuff. And like, I've heard that serostims just turn you really? into a complete balloon. Yeah. I've, I've never used pharma. I'm a cheap bastard. <laughs> oh, dude, that's, um, so you, so what I want to point out here is that you got another level to, to, um, huh. like you've already done so much with what you've been doing, but I think you're going to see once you switch to farm grade someday, another level of development and another level of detail. And, um, I think it's almost like watching black and white standard te television. You're going to be like H, you know, HD, 4k full color. Oh, wow. You know Get what I mean? Now win the New York pro. Oh, let's do it out <laughs> of New York. Could you encourage me to make good financial decisions? Please? <laughs> right, right. I'm a young man. <laughs> well, dude, here's the thing, you know, and, and you said you're picking up coaching and let's say, because I'm big about directing money towards different things that you want to do, whether it's like a second house mm -hmm. payment or another car or whatever it is you want. You figure out, okay, I need to have this many clients at my rate to afford farm grade growth at this amount, amount or at least for contest prep season. Dude, I, I, you know what I mean? was telling me the exact same thing. He was like, listen, you got to have like X number of clients and like, you know, pay for your bodybuilding. You'll be good. And Blue's a businessman too. <laughs> there you go. Blue's a businessman. Yeah. yeah so I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's in my future, but I'm, again, I'm just so cheap. I save all of my money except for. Um, you know, spending it on bodybuilding here and there, but like, I just, I don't, I got, I got a car with almost 200,000 miles on it. All my clothes are from Goodwill or hand. Me too, dude. Like, dude, that's, that's all I care about. Like, just, what do you, you know, what, what, what car do you drive? Uh, it's an old, uh, Lexus IS. It's okay. got all kinds of noises coming from the front end. I just replaced the ball joints on it. Um, just, there's, there's, there's something wrong with it, but. It's still getting me to work, so whatever, you know. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I'm the same way about that. Like, I don't, I, I'm not big on flashy cars or you know that kind of stuff. Like, I got a very dependable, dependable vehicle, and it's got 160k on it right now, and I think it's going to get another hundred before you know I need to upgrade to something else. Yeah, it's oh, nice yeah. to not have that bill. You know, I, I, oh, yeah. I don't, I hardly drive either. So I got a new car in 2015. And I don't plan on getting anything for a long time because it's just, you know, it's like brand new still. I just leave it in the yeah. garage. I don't even leave the house to train. So actually, you know what I was looking at the other day, because, um, you know, we're, we're moving to Florida soon is, um, you know, one of those Can-Am uh, three wheel motorcycles. <laughs> You're kidding me. I found one online for like, yeah, if I went online for like 9K and I'm like, and I looked at, you get like 40 miles a gallon or something like that. And I'm like, oh, just to go to, because I. I literally go to the gym and back. That's it. That's all I do. You know, maybe yeah. the grocery store once or twice a week. And I'm like, it's going to be nice out there all the time. Like, why not? So that, that might well, be my future. Rachel doesn't have to know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> until you buy it. I mean, she's going to be, she's going to be riding behind me, like on the back. It's a two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. All right. Here's another yeah, one. I'm hoping what do we got Go here? Uh, Pre-gym, pre I take 50-gram protein shake and then go train. Uh, while training, I take 100 or so grams of glucose. And then another 50-gram shake on the way out. If I don't eat my next meal of oats, eggs, and rice within an hour, my blood sugar has crashed, causing me to get dizzy and sweating. Is this normal from driving the insulin release so high while training? Thanks. Enjoy the shows. From the bowl. What do you guys think? Yeah. So I think that's probably from the carbs that he's using, like the kind that he's using. It's a lot of sugar. 
Yeah. It's a dextrose. Yeah. So, okay. So he eats a pre-workout, goes to the gym, has 50 grams of, or 100 grams, sorry, of glucose intra. And then by the time he gets home, he's, he's crashed blood sugar or he's eating he does, the post-workout. And he so crashed. he does a 50-gram shake, goes to the gym, trains with 100 grams of sugar, glucose. Then okay. another 50-gram shake on the way out the door. And then if he doesn't eat the oats, rice, and eggs an hour within an hour, then he crashes. I think that's probably okay. because he's using glucose. He's, he's probably just using dextrose powder. Yeah. Um, and, like, I personally, I'll bet you guys probably do the same thing. I, I use uh, cyclic dextrin because John Meadows told me to. Um <laughs> And, you know, that keeps your blood sugar a lot more stable. I've used, like, Gatorade and uh, even dextrose powder intra-workout before when I was too cheap to buy the uh, the good stuff. I just get it from True Nutrition now. I just get uh, cyclic dextrin off of there. Go True Nutrition. I love their shit. Um, but, yeah, uh, it keeps your blood sugar a lot more stable. So, like, if you finish yeah. your shake right at the end of your workout um, and you don't get home to eat until, like, you know, half an hour later – your blood sugar is probably going to be totally stable um, for that 30 minutes, an hour. Um, and then it might start dropping off. That's what I've noticed at least. Um, yeah. I presume he's not, man, that's a lot. That's a lot of carbs to have intra workout, isn't it? Like I got that's a lot of simple of sugar. If it's, if it's dextrose. Yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's a cyclic dextrin, it's a little different, right? But yeah. the dextrose, man, I, I think my stomach would ball up and I, I wouldn't be able to train honestly yeah. using a, a low molecular weight carbohydrate like that. Um, you want me to throw an obscure one out there? What it might be. What do you think? Sure. So I think I've talked about this once before, but have you guys heard of the GAD, GAD 35 gene. So oh, yeah, I remember you, I vaguely remember you talking about this. All right. So, some people have this autoimmune and it actually runs with people that have several autoimmune diseases. Cause you know, when you have one, you usually have several of them. And I had a client that had this and um, basically you eat your carbohydrates, your body, your pancreas releases insulin and your body senses insulin as a foreign invader and has uh, produces antibodies that attach to the insulin. Okay. So that insulin is now rendered useless for, for right now. Okay. And in response to your blood sugar still being high, the pancreas releases more insulin to clear your blood glucose. And then sometime around two hours after um, the initial insulin release, the antibodies fall off the insulin, now rendering the insulin active again, driving mm -hmm. your blood sugar down really Ooh. quickly. Yeah, because I had a client like this. Yeah, it's very dangerous because I've had a client like this where um, she would like her blood sugar would drop like you know, we'd be feeding her very normal. And then all of a sudden it would just like drop for no reason to like 50 or 40 or something dangerous. And I really dug into the research on this one. Then I had her get tested for it. And, um, despite her doctors being like, no, there's no way that could be it. And sure enough, um, she had it. And, um, so yeah, so that's just one obscure, might I not be, simple. but I just want to throw another in. I, I bet it's simple. I bet it's just that he's so, I mean, if he's doing just 50 grams of protein pre and post alone, that in itself is going to increase your blood sugar. You know, that's going to spike your, well, it's going to spike your insulin. You know, it does. I've had, I, yeah. I've done that in it. Like I've had, and I've had people who have had not no fats with protein mm -hmm. and then, you know, they end up going high. And I wonder what he was doing before. Like what's his blood sugar looking like before that? But just that, that alone. And then the hundred grams of fast acting sugar blasting your insulin that's going to create like such a huge insulin spike and then he's actually transient 
Yeah, he's going to burn that blood Transient sugar. Transient hypoglycemia. Up. Yeah, and then you know the blood sugar is still going to be high after he burns that after it dissipates because that's such a fast acting carb. Andrew, were you around long enough back when dextrose was the carb cho- like the op- the only option for intra workouts? Dude, when I was like 17 or 18, I was drinking Celtec during my training. Okay. Like, like we didn't call it intra workout back then. It, it just made sense to me to drink your creatine and, and dextrose while training. Now, yeah. that Bernie feeling that I had because like the lemon lime was just like so, <laughs> so nasty. Strong. And the stomach ache that I had probably inhibited a lot of good training. Yeah. But I feel like I was ahead of my time with the whole intra workout thing by doing that. That's smart. <laughs> We had like like a Now Foods bag of dextrose and then like a tub of BCAAs and you'd like mm-hmm. mix that up in your shaker cup. And I can't remember. I never used 100 grams, though. That was uh, no, you know, and then I was always wondering, like, I'm constantly sipping this through a workout. I was wondering if I was going to get cavities, too. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I bet it's probably just the dextrose, you know, assuming there's no weird genetic abnormalities with this guy. The other thing is, why isn't he tried to maybe eat something more solid like steak and rice, you know, a little more complex protein, a complex carb and a little bit of fat and then go to train and maybe cut the intro down to 50 and switch to cyclic dextrin for sure. Uh, But cut the cut the carbs down anyway to like 50 and then just see how he's feeling. Yeah, that'd fix it. Or or maybe if he's going to use dextrose, put it in his post-workout shake with – with that protein that's i mean that's what i got in here right now dextrose and protein okay um, i just kind of sip on it because that's not it, it's not quite as it's, it doesn't bother my stomach like it does yours andrew um i can handle yeah. the dextrose fine uh, i think I it was like the radioactive problems. stuff that muscle tech um that was supposed oh, to give me help. four thousand seven hundred percent more anabolism i mean that's what the ad said anyway i guess uh donnie thompson advantages <laughs> Donnie Thompson calls it the Legosaurus. They don't make it anymore, um, and he doesn't know the real name. But we we found it thanks to him. When I googled Legosaurus, it's what popped up. Alfonso had one for us. Uh, great show, guys. Any thoughts on boron? Twelve milligrams. Dim, zinc, fifty milligrams, and vitamin D, uh, five thousand units. Twelve hundred berberine. He says to get me off of 200 milligrams of TRT. No, no, to get more out of t- 200. Oh, to get more. Get more. Oh, okay. Yeah. I heard that wrong. Thank you. That makes that makes it a better question. Yeah. I was very confused, yeah. I guess. Uh, I mean, the, the best way to do this is to, you know, use this regimen and get labs, you know, after like hmm. six, eight weeks. But, um, you know, I, I say this, like all of these things are like, 0.5% difference makers. Are they, are they, is it like increasing your TRT test from 200 to 300? Absolutely not. Is it, you know, is it going to free up a little bit more free tests? Maybe, you know, um, what about but, like, you know, what, what about something like 25 megs of provirin? Cause that's gonna, I mean, a I mean that would be the better. I think that you'll get more out of 20 megs of proviron than you will out of all those all things that. stacked together. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if he doesn't want to add more compounds to his mix, um, I go with what I said originally, try them for eight weeks, get labs done comparing the two and see if it made a difference at all. Scott Stevenson did a, we did a show recently about boron and some of the studies showed that it didn't, it wasn't really as beneficial uh, as yeah. on paper, but I've seen people get improved free tests from it. So 
I don't know. I've seen women increase free tests more so than men mm. at like five migs AM and PM, five or six milligrams AM and PM, more so than men. Okay. How does how does boron actually function to help increase your free test? Because I've heard Dante talk about it for forever now. So um, it works on um, uh, SHBG and uh, helps to free okay. up more more free t- testosterone. Okay, so it's so basically let- doing the same thing as masculine provider would be, but. Obviously, it's not strong. Um, I, I, I don't know if it does. I don't know if it attaches the same way, or if it has the exact same mechanism of action. But the the outcome, okay. at a much lower, lesser extent, is similar. Yes. And I guess some of the study stuff was showing um, men getting higher estrogen, and we had one person comment and was like, "Yeah, I tried this, and it irritated my gyno." So I was like, "Oh, okay." Hmm. At least you can lactate now. Yeah. It's 2022. Yeah. <laughs> question for the next episode. Uh, feels like a bit of a newbie question, but I've always been curious. Why isn't Superdraw more widely considered as one of the powerhouse compounds, Trend, Anadrol, etc.? I never ran the over-the-counter version, but I have a great source for UGL, Superdraw, and I swear uh, it is a as potent as Trend. Just my opinion, but I would put super super draw above trend. Thanks, guys, for everything you do. You are you guys are incredible at what you do. Thank you very much, Raven. Um, why is it not more commonly used? I think because a lot of times people think they're getting super draw and they try it, and it might be D ball. Like like a lot of times huh. people use super draw in the last two weeks before a contest. Um, if they can't find an, a good anadrol or love that. halo test, I, I absolutely that? love that. I, I love draw. the super draw contest. Yeah, I yeah. was using this year actually. I was using injectable super draw pre-workout, um, and you know you can. I was running like ten megs or twenty megs mm-hmm. for the last couple of weeks. You know, so it, it it's not going to destroy you like liver wise, and it can't it can't do that for some people. But like the fullness that I got out of it was crazy. Like I should have been. A, Food was pretty low for me. I should have been much flatter, but I, everything just popped. You know, it, it looked great. So I'd love to see a I'm picture of him flat, flat, right, Scott? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> like, I want to see a picture of you flat because I'm looking at. I've looked at all your contest pics, and I'm like, God damn, that guy's round and bursting full in every picture he's in. I've got a thought. Last last year, I was over dieted and stringy. That was that was gross. Uh, but yeah, this year is much better. How about this with the super draw? You can only run super draw for a limited amount of time and it's a great mm-hmm. icing on the cake drug. But if I were to put trend up against super draw, I feel like these are two very different tools trying. You could mm-hmm. use a lot longer. And I feel like the longer that you can use a compound, the more you can get out of it. So if I were to say what, like how much of that cosmetic look is going to come from one versus the other, I feel like if I had to pick one, I would pick the mm-hmm. trend because I'm going to be able to use it for a longer period of time. Yeah, and disagree. you know the total milligrams of the drug that you're going to be able to use with trend, mm-hmm. as opposed to like a very toxic oral, is like obviously you're going to be able to handle more trend. Not that you necessarily should, but um, no, we get yeah, what you're saying. I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, we get what you're saying. I think Superdrawl, its main benefit is going to be it helps with fullness a lot at the end when mm-hmm. you're trying the to hardness, that little, graininess. Yeah, and it, it doesn't like you know as opposed to like anadrol that might make you hold a little water. 
uh, it can be better than that. But like, you know, trend is just a staple, you know, you don't, you just, you just take that. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I've never done the super draw thing with anybody, anybody that I worked with, I've either gone with halo being one of the main ones. Um, and then I've done some Anna draw. How would you guys put super draw up against halo? Why not use them both? <laughs> I say. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, how would I, that, that I if I had to pick, oh, go ahead, Sue, go ahead. I, I, I was doing the, the injectable super draw pre-workout and I was doing 20 minutes of Halo 2 and yeah. that, that was a hell of a combo. You know, it kept performance high, kept you very strong, um, makes you look really dry and really full um, and makes you Wouldn't you say you also don't feel... <laughs> wouldn't you also feel like you don't feel like you're two weeks out from a show you feel like hmm. you're still at 10 weeks out in a sense of like i feel good i'm, I'm not hungry i'm not fatigued during training i want to train longer and harder like like you get that second like burst um, hour yeah the hour that you're on halo yeah it's, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing you know but yeah. <laughs> you know you go home and you just don't want to move so yeah andrew you got uh, anything else over there um I think no. I think we're good. Um, all the other questions were uh, were more like praise. Oh, someone asked me if you do a muscle show, uh, Stu. I don't know if that's. Oh, uh, you that. know, I know somebody who does actually. Sam Canada. Have you heard of him? Yo, dude, that guy just buries himself. Good for him. A little bit slow on the uptake, but there you go. <laughs> oh, explain uh, explain the rubber duck. Oh, uh, well, well, I was wondering where he was. Look at his freaking arm. You can see as he's walking away, that's the size of that tricep. Oh, he's massive. He's massive. There he is. I don't even um, know what this is. Okay. So this was, this turned into like a meme, um, by accident in prep. So I had these rubber ducks that I used to get from like a claw machine at the grocery store. Yeah. Uh, you could just like play and get a, get a rubber duck. Right. I had a whole bunch of them and I started, I brought one in um with me to the gym ones and he was going to be my cardio buddy so i just put him in like the stairmaster in the little cup holder and he's my cardio buddy and i was i was i asked people like what what should i name him and one of the girls at my gym suggested uh ped performance enhancing duck <laughs> um, and it just it turned into a thing um and i you know i i only i only have the duck when um when, when I'm in prep, really, when I'm doing my cardio, but uh, I, I got an idea. A bunch of people were asking me to make like t-shirts and shit. I was just Some of my say... friends actually did make t-shirts Nice, and okay. they were going to wear them to the USA's and they had my name on them and it had a picture of a duck and it just said PED. I was like, dude, you can't wear that. <laughs> <laughs> the Manions are not going to like that. Yeah. We can't no. put your name right on it. PED. Dude, no be one can oh, be yeah. Austin with like the three needles and the three CC, like in like oil dripping out of the, like no one can be that on a t-shirt. So I think you'd be okay. Bro, with I, got a, I, got a, I got a sweatshirt. I got a no soggy glued sweatshirt with uh, you know, the syringes on the front. <laughs> That's crazy. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, we should wrap this thing up, Stu, man. It's a pleasure to have you with us, man. Um, if people want to follow you, what is your Instagram? I know it's beef Stu, but I don't know if there's any underscores or anything like that in it, how that yes, works. It is a beef underscore Stu. That's S T U underscore 97. 
Right on. Um, and yeah, I'm, <laughs> I've been trying to post more regularly. I'm not a, I'm not good at social media because I, I don't know. I just want to lift weights and be a be a good bodybuilder. But um, I respect that. I do Q and A's on there sometimes. Those are fun. <laughs> try to be entertaining and shit. But yeah, that's where you can find me. So also, we've determined Stu needs eleven new clients in order to get to the New York <laughs> Pro. <laughs> Yeah, help me feed my serostim addiction, guys. So reach out to him. Of course, Maybe guys, I you can go do those muscle trials, huh? Yeah, you're, you're good. You're good. Go to uh, bodyberry.com. You can reach out to Andrew there for some coaching. Reach out to me at McNallyDiets at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up for our great sponsors, truenutrition.com. Use our code THINK for additional savings. Uh, let me know if you have any questions about any of their flavors, anything like that. Supplementsource.ca for our Canadians and Strom Sports Nutrition for those of you in the UK. Last but not least, I appreciate everybody who helps to support the program on Patreon. You guys are freaking awesome. I appreciate everything you guys do. So thank you guys very much. Uh, Stu Sutherland, uh, Mr. Uh, USA for 2022. It's been a pleasure to have you, dude. This is fucking awesome, man. Thank you for having me, guys. Excellent. Excellent.